This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Hi there. Welcome to this week's podcast. We thought we'd share something with you this week um, that we've been having a conversation about. And it's a little bit personal, which we hope you don't mind. But I've been noticing with me that these times that we're living in, so it feels very current, I just started to notice that there's just been something going on with me, for want of a better way of putting it that um, I've been really noticing about the way I am reacting, the way I'm behaving, the way I'm interacting with others. And um, I just felt like there's something kind of underneath the surface that's there. I've noticed that I was telling Claire about how I'd noticed that I've sort of been really irritable lately and things that wouldn't normally bother me because I'm fairly easygoing, Claire, would you say? Yeah, totally. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> fairly easygoing, fairly in tune, fairly able to kind of, I've got reasonable awareness. Um, but what I've been noticing about myself is that, yeah, things seem really heightened right now. And what I thought was interesting was that it, I wasn't sure whether this was a, a conscious or an unconscious thing or a bit of both, because it seems to fluctuate. Um. But yeah, what I was noticing in particular was to do with things that wouldn't normally irritate me, that I would normally just let go, were really starting to bother me. And I found that I was really short with with loved ones, Um, even to the point where my stepdaughter, (laughs) who I have a really good relationship with, kind of just noticed it and sort of said to me, I think I'm really getting on your nerves. And it really shocked me and made me sort of step back. Because she and I, you know, we got on really great and we were normally really have fun times together, really silly. She confides in me, we chat. Um, And I was horrified to think that she was thinking that she was getting on my nerves. Um, Yeah, so that was like a real kind of mirror being held up there um, from a nearly (laughs) 13-year-old, which made me stop in my tracks. Um, and I know I have an inclination, I told you it was going to be personal, I have an inclination to uh, sometimes take myself a bit too seriously, um, you know, and get, and get a little bit too kind of crazy about things needing to be a certain way. Um, but at the same time, I can be quite laid back and easygoing as well. So, yeah, I feel like there's sort of all of the things are going on all at the same time. There's a lot of convergence. And what I've been trying to do is think about, okay, what do I do about this? Because I don't want to exist here. I don't want to kind of reside in this space. 
Um, so the first thing I did, of course, was I thought I'll talk to somebody that I really trust and respect, who's Claire, um, to talk about this. And that started to help, just that sharing of it, because the minute I started to talk, you said to me, this really resonates. And then you brought up something that you'd actually, so it resonated for you personally, but also you shared an article that you'd been reading. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was something that came up on Facebook and well, Sue knows how I feel about Facebook, but you guys <laughs> might not. Um, Facebook is is not great for me. I do find it really impacts on my mental well-being. Mm. So I don't go on it very often um for a number of different reasons but all to do with my mental well-being but there was an article uh, that came up and that resonated with me that was all about mental and emotional exhaustion and as soon as you started talking about that so as soon as you started saying I was irritable because it's just not you and yeah for your stepdaughter to say I think you're annoyed with me or you're irritated by me. It's like, that isn't you. You don't give that off ever to people. You know, it's very, very rare that you would give that off. So there is obviously something going on there with you. And it just took me to that. And for me, because there was things within me that it resonated with. So one of them was about being irritable, which is what you'd said. There was others about being um, crying at things, crying at the drop of a hat out of the blue, and I'd been watching, I'd been watching the Sylvester Stallone movie, and it was like I've seen it loads of times, and it wouldn't make me cry, but yet that did, and it's not Rocky Four, which is my favourite. <laughs> I was going to say the Rocky films always get. Oh, uh, Rocky films are great. Rocky <laughs> yeah. was my favourite of all time, and that does make me cry, but in a good way. But good this was, but this this wasn't that, and it was just. I wondered what I was doing. I even said and sat to myself, going, "What are you crying about?" <laughs> I even said it out loud to myself. But then there was also things about not being motivated, feeling detached, and the one. The, so these were the, the the things in the article, Claire. Is that right? That's what you're. Yeah. So it so came the, up the with attachment, irritability, insomnia was one that you'd mentioned. Yeah, um, insomnia, having panic out attacks. Work. Yeah, feeling panicky, having that anxiousness. Yeah, there was one about suffering from indigestion. Oh yeah, so like tummy um, complaints because it can manifest itself, can't it? Sort of in different ways within in different people. And it's not. I'm imagining the article wasn't sort of saying all of these things would be prevalent. It's just you might notice some or or more than one yeah. or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just eight signs that you probably are, and so I think it could be like. Yeah, if you show one or two, you're probably emotionally yeah. exhausted, mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. The other one was losing patience. That's the one. And yeah. that's me. Mm. Whereas I used to have an abundance of patience, yeah. you know, especially for people and what's going on. Maybe not so much with myself, but with other people, I would have patience and understanding um I think what I I've lost patience with people some um to some extent and it's not all the time 
and it's not every day and it's not all of the day but I've noticed that about myself and I do think we are both I think we're both mentally and emotionally exhausted because what's going on currently it's just a roller coaster of emotion a roller coaster ride from being in lockdown coming out of lockdown back into lockdown I mean the whole thing I'm living in tier three we were the only ones in tier three at one point and then and then you've moved into tier three from Saturday so you've sort of joined me um, in sort of tier three but what that means and I was getting very very annoyed for people I don't know whose livelihoods could go because of being in having to close down and stuff like that and that's not me you know that's I'm not I don't need two-thirds of my wage paying um I can't get two-thirds of my wage paid or anything like that but I was feeling very very annoyed over people not getting paid the 80% for being furloughed because there's people out there who are already struggling. So if that's been reduced even more to sort of two thirds of the pay, that is going to, it's just really going to hurt people. And I couldn't deal with that. This is interesting, isn't it? So it's not just about sort of what's going on within us, within yeah. you, within me. as in, It's kind of like what you're taking on from what's going on in the outside world. And you sort of seeing yeah. what you believe to be an injustice or you yes. know something that you don't agree with. But it feels even more heightened. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think where I am with this is that part of me feels like well we've we know this we've done this already you know we kind of we went through the heightened emotions when all this kicked in earlier yeah. on in the year so there's a little part of me I've got this kind of program running at the back of my mind that's sort of saying well you, you know about this Sue this isn't news you know this isn't new information this is sort of you know we, we've been through this We've explored heightened emotions. We've looked at coping strategies. We even sent a newsletter out about this earlier in the year, didn't we? It was our, that was our response to everything that was going on. So where I've gone to is, well, so, so what's wrong with you now? You know, wh- yeah. why, why aren't you kind of like dealing with all the things that you know? And like, you know, at the end of the day, we're the mental wellbeing company. We're the ones with the strategies. We're the ones with the techniques. Yeah. But like we always say, we're working on ourselves. We're we're two people who, you know, obviously have a passion and an interest and, you know, and also, you know, we've studied, we're kind of qualified in this field. However, we're still every day working on ourselves and we're not immune to, you know, what's going on in the outer world and what might be coming up for us individually. And so I think... Being able to talk about it really, really helps. And I hope for anybody that's listening, you know, it might be that you're sort of hearing some things that you either agree with or that resonate for you that making you feel, yeah, it's not just me then, you know, because sometimes just reading the article and going, oh, it's not really telling you anything new because you know that those eight things are signs of being emotionally and, and, you know, mentally exhausted. Sometimes you need things pointing out to you, don't you? Or you need a kind of a bit of a sign that sort of says, you know, this is where you are right now. Um, it's not always easy to join the dots up yourself. 
and I think we give ourselves a hard time I know mm. I know me and you do and you've just said that it's sort of like I know this I should know this so I should know what I'm doing yeah. and it's funny because you love to do your yoga that's what sets you up for the morning and yet how many times over the over the last six months you've not done yoga mm. has been more than you have done it and yet you need that even more. And that's just where you've gone to. That's just how you are at the minute. And it is, it's sort of like, we are the mental wellbeing company. We're saying this is what you should do. But one of the things that we're very, very, is impo- very important to us is the fact that we don't go, you know, be like us. We are doing this. We're brilliant. We're perfect. It's like, well, no, we're not. We're really not. And you know, we need to be authentic. That's a real big thing with us. Yeah. But we're saying is, you know, we know you need to keep doing this stuff. Mm. So you should be doing your yoga because that helps you. But then things get in the way. Life gets in the way. Stuff happens and you don't do it. And that is also having an impact. And we know that. But it's not about giving yourself a hard time over it because that isn't going to help you at all. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help anybody else. What it's about is recognising. That's for me, that's what it is. It's about going, oh, you know what? Something going on with me at the minute. It's not right. And this is, that's the start. That's the real start from this, because then as soon as you recognize it, you can start to do something about it. So like you say, you'd started talking to me about it. And then we were like, you know what? We need to record this for our podcast because this is really important. (laughs) And what you're talking about there is, okay, this is what I know. So I can have a plan of action. I can start to do something. So you started to talk to me about it, which obviously gets your mind flowing. It gets it out to go. For me, you're sort of naming it, naming and shaming it. You're going, oh, this is what's going on for me at the minute. It's there. It's right out in the open. And you're going, okay, what can I now do with that? Because you've brought it out. It's there. Smack bang in the middle of you, right, what can I do about it now? And I think that's the really good part of it. Yeah, this is brilliant, actually, Claire, because what you're making me think of is there's a really great uh, model that we use in coaching. Um, It's got a really good name. It's called the ER model. (laughs) Yeah, ER model, yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it it stands for emotion, reality, and responsibility. And it's a really good one to use with clients who are really stuck, and it's particularly around managing feelings and managing emotions. But what you've just talked through, you know, this idea of getting it out, exploring, naming it, you know, shaming it, you've just, you've gone through that model, you know. So it's kind of like, what is the emotion what's affecting you so this is a model that we'd use with other people but you can actually use it on yourself oh yeah um and i've been yeah and i've been sort of thinking about this recently kind of like so you get that detachment from the feeling so when you find the feelings rising up or you find yourself kind of having the irritability or you know the emotion the kind of not being able to stop with you know you kind of just feel like you need to burst into tears you have the emotion you experience it but then you kind of have that detachment from it. So then you're able to kind of go, 
right, what's really going on here? What's this actually about? What's the reality of this situation? You know, is it just, I'm just having a bit of a bad day or is there something under the surface that needs exploring? What's really good about this model, I think, this is just making me think about it as you're sort of doing this description, is that you, it's, it's got that movement with it. So where you go to at the end, you go to responsibility, which we're really big on. You know, if you listen to our accountability podcast, then, you know, that'll give you some insight um, into that. But yeah, I really like it because it shifts you into that. Okay, well, what do I want to have happen now? You know, what's my responsibility here? So with the example with my stepdaughter, that opened up a whole kind of conversation around me kind of sitting with her. And I was just really honest with her. And I say, you know, I'm not irritable with you. And I'm sorry if that's how it's coming over. And I really appreciate you pointing that out to me. You know, and I thanked her for that feedback. Because without that, I wouldn't have known. Or I wouldn't have yeah. realised. And the last thing I want is for like what's going on with me to have an impact on her. So then we were able to kind of explore that in a real kind of grown up, honest way. And then I was thinking, what's my responsibility here? Well, my responsibility here is to, you know, apologise and to have that accountability and then to think, you know, what is it I actually need? Um, having a hug from her really helped. Hugs always help. Yeah, that sort of set me off. Um, but yeah, then it's, it's at, and then this is where I've gone with it. This is where, why I'm kind of bringing this conversation to you to make me think, okay, well, what is my responsibility? Well, my responsibility is to look after myself. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, I can kind of do the things that I need to do. And thinking about what you're saying with that article. Yeah. Noticing that maybe I have gone to a place of potentially teetering on, you know, emotional, mental exhaustion. So what are the things that I can do to just take a bit of extra care right now? Yeah maybe prioritizing the yoga is one. Um, but I think just being able to talk about these things and not, as you say, giving ourselves a hard time. And it's something about the, that weight of expectation, isn't there? You know, that kind of like, well, I should know better, should be able to deal with this, been through this before. Yeah, it's changing all the time. It's different all the time. There's new scenarios being thrown up as you've alluded to. Um, so just giving yourself that little bit of space to kind of, you know, feel the feelings, but don't get caught there. Don't let them drive you. Um, yeah. So the model can help with that. That's a really key thing, though, because if we try and dampen down the emotion, mm-hmm. all that's that going to do is it's going to feed it and it's going to grow because you've not dealt with it. So ignoring the emotion is never a good thing. And we've always said we don't believe in putting a positivity plaster over it either. And it is, it's that about if you're just trying to paste positivity over everything, you're not actually dealing with what's going on. I'm not saying I don't believe in positivity. I do. But there's an aspect of it that is just about, oh, right, okay, you're feeling really ill, you're really bad. Right, well, what can you think of in positive instead? And it's just like, no, let let me talk about it. Let me get it out. Let me really talk this out and get it out for all the big and ugliness that it might be 
And that's when then you can start to deal with it. Whereas if you're denied that and some people are just going, well, you know, you need to think positively. It's stopping that from happening. So getting it all out is really key. And then that responsibility of what you do there from that point is like you say, that's what it's about. But it is about what's 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 the emotion? What is that emotion that's coming out from me? And where is it coming from? Because as soon as you know what and where, that can help you to start to think about the how you change that. So what is it I'm feeling? Where is this coming from? And even if you're not really sure, if it is that, I think it's something to do with whatever's going on right now. You know, can't see loved ones, can't go out can't see my friends don't get their chance to have that like camaraderie laughter hugs from different people all of that kind of thing well that's okay it's okay for for me to feel like that yeah right it's okay for me to feel like that that's why I've been feeling like that okay and now what will help me to move that forward and that's okay to do and I think a lot of the time that's what we don't do we don't give ourselves the opportunity to accept that emotion. It's giving us information. It's telling us something. We need to accept that and be okay with it. It's all right to feel like that. That's not saying you're going to be stuck in it. You're just acknowledging that it's okay for you to feel like that. It's valid. It is a very valid emotion. And actually, what your stepdaughter did with you was enable that to be valid. And you did with her because you said to her, you apologized. So you didn't make an excuse. You didn't go, well, it's okay for that because it's all right for me to come across like that to you because this is how I'm feeling. No, it's not. And what you didn't do was you didn't use it as an excuse. So you apologized. So you go in, it's not okay. This is what is going on and it shouldn't affect you. And I'm sorry for that. I need to now move this on. And it's it's acceptance in a different form. Mm. You're accepting it from her and to her. And you've got to accept it for yourself as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, actually. It's interesting what you're saying, all the things you're describing there about, you know, all the the current situation that we're living in. Um, You know, it's really easy to go. Other people have got it worse than me, you know. Other people have got, you know, so I should be feeling this way. And you know, again, I'll mention another podcast comparison game. (laughs) A lot of detail, don't we? Because it doesn't actually help. And all the things that you were describing about, you know, the uncertainty, not being able to see loved ones, worrying about people that we love, not being able to just have that that contact, that physical contact, that social contact. It'd be weird. If it didn't affect us. Yeah. And I think this is what we're not maybe kind of getting our heads round. You know, we're expecting ourselves to be okay with it. Yeah. But it's not okay because it's not what we're used to. And, yeah, there are people that are maybe kind of struggling in worse circumstances, you know, around the world. But that's not – I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm not saying that there's, you know, there's a hierarchy of situations. No. Therefore, if you're in this particular situation, you behave this way – you just, you feel what you feel. And I absolutely believe that it would be weird if we didn't feel these things. Mm. So give yourselves the permission 
to yes. feel the stuff. But like you say, don't get stuck there. Think about what's really going on. Think about what is my responsibility here? You know, what do I want to have happen? And what's within my power? Because when we're feeling uncertain and we're feeling all wobbly and, you know, nothing's really sure, it's about looking for the things that we can count on. And one of those yeah. is maybe something within ourselves, like you say, like something that we can do as part of our self-care or reaching out to somebody else to just share. As a, a friend of mine I saw on a post that she'd put the other day and she'd just put something about, I've just been feeling really sad mm. lately, you know, and it was just no particular kind of thing that she was pointing to. It was just this feelings of sadness. And just sort yes. of seeing that, I think, from someone else, I think just that sharing, yeah, that sense of like, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. You know, obviously, how you're specifically feeling will be for you, mm. but I, I get that, and it kind of opens up that conversation that it's okay to talk about things, and that we aren't supposed to be kind of soldiering on and managing, and you know, without any acknowledgement. We yeah. need to have that acknowledgement. It's really important. Yeah. yeah, like you say, it validates, but we own it. Yeah. We own what's going on because then we can move from, you know, we're there to a, to a place that's, I don't know, it's more supportive, it's more productive, it's more compassionate for ourselves and for the, the, the people that we're kind of living or working with or whatever's going on. I think what also is key is from that A model, that final R responsibility, it's also our responsibility to not give ourselves a deadline or a timescale of when you're going to feel better mm-hmm. because we very often do that. We expect ourselves to be, right, I know what it is now. Okay, I'm going to be fine now. And or you <laughs> go and do your yoga tomorrow morning and expect yourself to then be okay from there forward. And it doesn't work like that. We don't work like that. Our brains don't work like that. So we have to keep at it. We have to keep doing those things. We have to keep giving ourselves those positives that then fire the neurons in our brain that go to make us calmer, more relaxed, more accepting, less stressed. So we manage our emotion. We know what it is. We get it out there. We put a plan of action together. And then we just go with that for the foreseeable future and keep working on it each and every day. 